Holly McLean, a.k.a. Mommy Answer Lady, is back at it again, y'all. The last two episodes of the podcast, we talked about her review of the Shiny Happy People documentary uh, and how she has defended the Shiny Happy People cult along with cult leader Bill Gothard, even though she was never actually in the cult, which is crazy to me. How are you going to defend a cult that you weren't in? That would be like me telling you that roller coasters aren't scary, even though I've never been on a roller coaster. Like, how would I know? I've never experienced a roller coaster, so I really have no business telling you that it's not scary. And before you roast me, uh, I have been on a roller coaster, y'all. I was just <laughs> using that as an example. Um, anyway, Holly saw both episodes that we did and has been very busy in the comments expressing her displeasure at how she was portrayed on the podcast. Um, so we're gonna take a look at those comments tonight and respond a little bit. Uh, so that should be really fun. Also, I wanna talk a little bit about uh, the controversy with Matt Reif that's happening right now. Um, he made an allegedly offensive joke on his Netflix stand-up special. Um, and I'm a stand-up comedian, I have met Matt Reif, I've done a show with him. And so I figured why not talk about that a little bit too, just cause it's kind of interesting. Uh, we'll also be of course, taking a look at uh, y'all's comments, your questions. Uh, so please send those through and I will, uh, I'll be featuring those on the live stream. Um, obviously, you know, super chats are very much appreciated but certainly not required. However, if you wanna guarantee that your comment, uh, your comment or question gets featured, send it with a super chat. Uh, so that's what we're going to be doing tonight, y'all. Let's get right into it. Okay, um, so if you saw the last two episodes of the podcast, um, you'll know that in the first episode, we primarily talked about uh, Holly's review of the Shiny Happy People documentary. Um, you know, we took a look at some video clips, just kind of discussed, uh, what she had to say. And most of what she had to say was that, um, you know, the shiny, happy people cult wasn't actually a cult. Um, she defended Bill Gothard saying that, you know, his teachings were misinterpreted or, or maybe, you know, over enthusiastically applied, <laughs> I guess, like people were just taking his teachings to an extreme. And if they hadn't, taken his teachings to an extreme, it wouldn't have been a problem. She also questioned the validity of the victims stories. Um, you know, so uh, we, we, we discussed that in the first episode, tried to keep it fairly objective. She still had a problem with it. In the second episode, we looked at her parenting advice. Uh, so she goes by mommy answer lady online, and she is a certified parent educator, I think is the title. Um, but like some of the parenting advice that she gives is if you're if your child is, you know, throwing a fit or having a tantrum or, you know, won't stop crying or whatever, that you should cover their mouth with your hand until they stop. And sometimes it can take 45 minutes to an hour, which I, I mean, if you don't understand how that could be problematic, then you're bonkers. Uh, she also said or recommends that if you have to spank your child, a really good uh, tool to use is a windshield wiper that you can smack your kids with. I mean, this stuff is just barbaric, what she's talking about here. And so we talked about that a lot in the second episode. Uh, well, she did, like I said, see both of the episodes and uh, she's been commenting extensively let me go ahead and put her uh, her up on stage here so y'all can see who we're talking about if you haven't seen her yet. Uh, so this is Holly McLean, AKA Mommy Answer Lady. Um, and she's been extensively commenting, like I said, uh, which is crazy to me that she has so much free time to comment on these episodes. I guess the, um, the certified parent educator career isn't keeping her very busy, which is just shocking, of course. Um, but yeah, let's, let's just go ahead and start taking a look at some of these comments that, uh, that she left on, uh, both of the videos. So the first couple of comments, uh, 
were on the first episode that we did, mostly referring to her review of the Shiny Happy People documentary. So here's her first comment. LOL, that made me laugh. We want to be objective, laughing, crying emoji. Um, what she's referring to here is at the very beginning of the episode, Bryce and I both said, like, we want to try to keep this as objective as possible. We just want to see what she has to say. I had never seen the clips of Holly talking about uh, the cult or or the, the documentary. Uh, so it was my first time seeing them. I tried to, like I said, I, I tried to stay pretty objective, but about halfway through, my eye literally started twitching uh, because of some of the stuff that I was I was seeing, um, especially when she started to say that, you know, well, really, the, the maybe the victims were just misinterpreting, you know, Bill Gothard's advances. Like when Lindsay Williams got her foot rubbed by Bill Gothard, maybe maybe that was just um, she didn't really understand what was going on there. I like it's just crazy to me. So I, I did lose a little bit of my objectivity about halfway through the episode. Um, but yeah, that th this was her first comment, you know, very sarcastic, uh, obviously. Um, so then she proceeds to comment, LOL, I'm laughing to tears over your assessment of the background, uh, laughing, crying emoji and clown emoji. I'm glad you like it, though. I don't want to attack another person again, referencing a comment that I made after you just spent an hour doing so question mark laughing, crying emoji. Um, I never personally attacked Holly in the first episode. Like I didn't attack her looks. I didn't attack how she sounded. I primarily, I think for almost 99%, I just attacked what she was saying because it was ludicrous. You can't, like I said, she was never in the shiny, happy people cult. And, and yet she's trying to talk about how she doesn't believe it's a cult. And, and really the teachings were good. It was just that people were too extreme with how they applied the teachings. I mean, just bonkers, it, you know? So I was attacking what she was saying. I did attack her, her podcast or video background or whatever, because she had like this weird well we later found out that what it actually was was uh matt walsh's head like it was a doll like this little toy doll and it was matt walsh uh on like a a dog body here i'll i'll, I'll show y'all hang on let me um let me like blow this up for you real quick so i'm talking about in the background on the dresser you can see that weird little doll next to the lamp and and that is uh that's a guy named matt walsh uh, who's a political commentator, you know, podcast or whatever you want to call him. Anyways, um, I did make fun of that as well as her signs. Um, whatever. I, I didn't make fun of her personally, uh, but she obviously took offense to something that I said and considered it a, a personal attack. Anyways, uh, she continues. Doors open this way too. interview for the documentary question mark. Smiley face, thumbs up. Uh, what she's referring to here. We have invited her to be a guest on, on our podcast multiple times. Uh, Bryce has sent her messages. They've actually communicated back and forth. Uh, we invited her during the episode to join the podcast and just explain to us why she thinks she's right about this cult. Um, but she's, she's turned down the invites and actually responded to Bryce and said, I don't want to be a guest on the podcast, but I'm making my own documentary uh, that that I'd love to have you uh, be a guest on for God knows why. I, I mean, <laughs> her whole her whole point with the documentary that she is making is to further defend the shiny happy people cult and Bill Gothard. I can't remember what the name of it is supposed to be. I think it's shiny happy slander. I believe is uh, what she's using as a working title. But anyways, it'll basically be a, a response to the shiny happy people documentary on Amazon's prime video that she calls a hit piece, which I'll ask again. I still don't understand who the hit was on with this documentary. Was it on Bill Gothard? Was it on the cult? Was it on the victims? Like who was the target of the hit? She hasn't answered that in, her numerous comments. Uh, okay, so the next comment uh, was on the second video where we were attacking her parenting advice. Uh, 
Let's take a look at that. Uh, thanks for the media attention. Just a note, mocking isn't an argument. Number one, thank you, Holly, for considering me official media. That's, I mean, that's a huge promotion. I thought I was just a stand-up comedian uh, being goofy online, but apparently I am the media now. Uh, go ahead and call me fake news, y'all. Um, at any rate, she is saying that mocking isn't an argument. First of all, we're not arguing with you because you refuse to have a discourse with us unless it's in the comments. Um, so it's not really arguing. It's just our commentary on what you said. This isn't a fight. This isn't a battle. Although she, she loves to refer to, you know, parent children relationships as a battle in her parenting advice, which is insane, but whatever. Um, all we were doing was giving our thoughts and opinions on what you had to say, which is dead wrong. What you had to say was dead wrong. Um, so there's really not an argument there. It's just kind of showing how wrong you actually are, Holly. Um, we did mock her for sure in, in the second episode. The, the first episode was me and Bryce. The second episode was me, Bryce, Chad Harris, and Lindsey Williams. And we absolutely mocked her in, in that one. So I'll, I'll give her, I'll give her that. Um, next, next comment. Uh, and good thinking to recommend the viewers don't look up the context for what you say. You wouldn't want them to actually check out the truth. LOL. In other words, don't go see what she really says. Just listen to us. So what she's referring to here is in both episodes, the first and the second episode, we told y'all don't go watch her videos online. Don't do it. Um, don't look her up. We don't want her to get any more traffic or exposure than she's already had, right? That was our primary point in saying, don't go look her stuff up because we don't want her to get more views. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really understand what the confusion for her is on that point. Um, it's, it's not a matter of, we don't want you to see the actual context. We showed multiple clips from her review of the shiny happy people documentary and then we also showed screenshots uh of her parenting advice so there was no context that was lacking here what she says is crazy enough that we don't have to twist it or misrepresent it or misconstrue it i, I mean we don't have to do that at all she has to she has to misrepresent she has to manipulate uh what the shiny happy people cult was saying what the survivors were saying about their experience in the shiny happy people cult. She has to do a lot of that. We didn't. All we did was take some clips and some screenshots and show them to y'all. And it stands on its own. It's crazy. It's craziness. Um, so anyway, she said that this was the only comment of hers that I actually responded to. I typically don't respond to trolls. I don't do it. I don't see the point. I don't really have time. Um, so usually I won't respond to trolls, but this one, this one I did respond to. So my response to Holly was, oh, Holly, laughing, crying emoji. You've had multiple invitations to appear on the podcast. So don't try to turn yourself into one of the victims. You're so fond of blaming, attacking and discrediting. The offer still stands heart emoji. Um, okay. The last sentence was a little sarcastic. I'll, I'll admit, but the rest of it, I, I mean, I, I said what I meant there. She is attempting to call herself a victim that we manipulated what she said. We took what she said out of context, and now we're telling people not to go see the truth. She is painting herself as a victim. And so I said, don't try to turn yourself into a victim. We already know how you feel about victims anyway. You, you just discredit them. You question them. You challenge them. Um, you know, so, so don't try to do that. So her response to this, which... I mean, really cracked me up. Um, her response to my comment was, oh, Davey, laughing, crying, where am I claiming victimhood? I'm only stating that you don't want people to research what you have said here by looking up the context and watching or reading themselves. Is that victimhood too? Wow. Calling me a B doesn't make me anxious to appear on your podcast. Okay. <laughs> Let me address that real quick. She's right. I did call her the B word. Um, I will apologize for that. 
Uh, I said it in a very emotional moment. Uh, I was talking about one of my nephews and just, you know, stating how if if someone punished my nephew um, who has, you know, his, his own issues, but if someone punished my nephew the way that she is recommending, um, that I would absolutely be furious. And I, I called her a bitch at that point. Um, because I just can't imagine treating a child, any child, not even just my nephew, but any child, um, the way that she's advocating it, it, it disgusts me. It infuriates me. And so I did get emotional when I was talking about my nephew and in a moment of passion, I used the B word. So my apologies, Holly. Um, she goes on to say, I would consider appearing after the documentary is released, though. Until then, I don't see the benefit. Your whole spiel is mocking those you disagree with rather than making a balanced and in-context argument. We did mock you in the second episode a little bit. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and, and give you that. Uh, but what I will also quickly say is we're not questioning victims here. We're not blaming victims. We are not defending a cult leader who voluntarily left his own cult after it was revealed that he had groomed girls and young women and behaved very inappropriately. Um, so we don't do that. That's, that's on you. But you're right. We did mock you. Uh, but I would also say, Holly, that some of the comments that you left are very sarcastic, very disingenuous. So some would consider that mocking as well. I still don't understand why you want to wait till after your documentary to come onto the podcast. I, I don't really get it, but Hey, that is a hundred percent your call. Um, she continues this comment. I mean, this was a long comment. I had to break it into two segments here, uh, taking what people say and misrepresenting it and then getting together with others who feel the same way to laugh and mock is not a ho cohesive type of reasonable and thoughtful discussion. It's just juvenile. Taking what people say and misrepresenting it. Hmm. Why does that sound so familiar? Is it because in your review of the Shiny Happy People documentary, you misrepresented what people said? Uh, Holly, may maybe take a look in the mirror on this one. And also, maybe, maybe don't question other people's experiences when you don't have that experience. You were never in the cult. It's kind of like Jeep owners. You know, it's a Jeep thing. You wouldn't get it. It's a cult thing, Holly. You wouldn't get it. You weren't a part of it. The only experience you had was a close family friend who was in the cult that you observed that y'all hung out with as families and ultimately your family decided these people are nuts because a lot of the people in the shiny happy people cult were nuts um anyways she goes on to say but it is entertaining so you do have that down thank you appreciate it i like to think that it is a fairly entertaining show that we that we have here under those conditions i don't see the point of being on the podcast and if you would like to be interviewed for the documentary let me know. I'm open to that. Um, I'm not interested. Uh, I would not like to be interviewed. Thank you, though. Um, I don't. I don't trust you. I don't trust that you wouldn't take sound bites or video clips, edit them down to what you need them to say, paint me in a bad picture, um, like you are accusing me of doing to you, Holly. Um, so no, I'm not interested in in being a part of that documentary. And I'm especially not interested in being a part of a documentary that is once again, defending the cult that I grew up in, uh, that created so much trauma for so many people, not interested. Um, also let me know when you actually start working on the documentary would, would love to know about that. Um, because I don't think you're even close. So we're, we're talking about years down the road before you would be ready to have me on your documentary or appear on on our podcast so whatever i just you know she's uh she's wild y'all she is wild and and with that i would like to remind everyone about the advice the parenting advice that she gave 
or continues to give as a certified parent educator. Let me just let me just bring this up real quick. Just a reminder, y'all, this is what Holly has to say on her website about disciplining children. For older children, in the rare case of a spanking being necessary, I found that a smooth, flexible windshield wiper was the most effective tool. Believe me, one swat with it on the back of a thigh or buttock will whip whip a child into shape quick. Yeah, no shit, it'll whip a child into shape. You're literally whipping them with... <laughs> a piece of rubber this is i mean this was probably in my opinion like one of the most like insane things that she had to say i got spanked as a kid usually it was with a hand a spoon or a belt um i guess my parents just weren't creative enough or maybe evil enough uh to try out so many different punishment weapons that they ended up figuring out oh this rubber windshield wiper is the best way to do it i mean what what are you talking about that <laughs> and this is on a website you know we did have one uh one viewer who said this is something that should be reported i i don't know if if it ever did get reported um but I mean, this is just, this is clear abuse in, in my opinion. I just, I don't know. I will say, you know, some of the, some of the punishment methods that she recommends um, as an adult sound kind of interesting. I will say that. I mean, you never know what people are into, you know, maybe a little breath play, maybe a little, little windshield wiper in the bedroom might be fun. Maybe a little fun experiment uh, for the, the more adventurous folks out there. I might give it a try. I don't know. Um, one of my friends like read through all of Holly's comments and was like, this lady is obsessed with you. That's actually what's happening here. She's just obsessed with you, which I don't know if that's true or not. If it is, I'm not flattered and the feeling is not mutual. Um, but yeah, I, it just, all of this is just so insane to me. I just, um, I've been thinking about this a lot you know, just about, you know, how a person gets to the point where they feel like they have to be violent towards their own children to this extent. It, it just, it blows me away. Um, and, and the whole covering the mouth thing, like literally suffoc or smothering your children with your hand. I just, I don't get it. I, I absolutely don't get it. Let's um before I move on, let's uh let's go to some let's go to some comments here. I got uh I got a super chat for from Melissa. You want to see all her credential? I would I would love uh to know where she got the certified parent educator certificate, I guess. I I don't know. Uh, there was a comment that someone left that said uh that typically speaking this certified parent educator thing applies to like social workers or, or something along those lines i i can't verify any of that i looked it up um you know just to kind of see like what does it take for like does someone have to go to school do they have to get a degree to get their certified parent educator credential um and you don't you can just get it online um so i don't even think it's that big of a credential but i 100 agreed melissa would love to see where her credentials actually come from um okay let's see i've got uh i've got this comment from cat brown referring to the first episode the one where you were both polite and reasonably discussed what you thought and why yes that is the one where she felt immediately attacked cat so you know whatever the second i will admit like i said the second episode we absolutely mocked her were argumentative made fun of her um you know i'll give her that on the second episode the first episode though i mean i don't i don't think we were i really don't think we were that rude at all except about her podcast background which i thought was funny um look at this steven reeves says as an ex-cult member i have a bible signed by billy g i don't know if you're talking about billy graham there or bill gothard either way pretty cool 
Uh, I'm a believer in Christianity, but hate the cult, and I am a way moderate version of Christianity. What to do with it or other booklets? I, I don't quite understand the the last part of the uh, of the comment there, Stephen. Um, you, you know, a lot of people ask me and Bryce this all the time. Do you still consider yourself Christian? Um, Bryce would say no. Um, I do still consider myself a Christian. Uh, however, I guarantee there's a lot of people out there that if I had said I was a Christian and they had, you know, went to one of my comedy shows, they would, they would say, no, you're not a Christian. Christians don't talk like that. Christians don't tell jokes like that. Christians don't tell stories like that. So, you know, whatever. Um, uh, but I do still consider, uh, myself a Christian, uh, happy puffin. Do you buy a special spanking windshield wiper or just rip one off a nearby car? <laughs> I, I don't know if you if you need to get like a brand new windshield wiper for it to work the most effectively or maybe a used windshield wiper. I mean, maybe that's the way to go because it's like a little more crusty. You know, it might have some some sharper edges on it. Who knows? Uh, I mean, I think you probably should just try out both Happy Puffin and, you know, see how it goes. <laughs> That's what one of my friends said when uh, when I told her about this windshield wiper method. She was like, I'm I'm going to use that tonight. Uh, I'm taking it off my car, taking it into the bedroom. We're going to give that a shot. Um, anyways, whatever. Um, I, I just recommend try it out a few different ways. Happy puffing and, and see what you think. Um, <laughs> Nuria said after dishing in the comments, she still thinks you are going into her documentary right yeah i i don't know why she would have thought i would have gone on her documentary in the first place once again the whole point of her supposed documentary is defending the cult i'm not going to be caught dead in a documentary like that i mean i i agree or i uh, excuse me i disagree across the board with everything that the shiny happy people cult stands for so absolutely no way i'm going on that documentary not in a million years i don't even care how much she would pay me for something like that i, I don't think i would get paid for it anyway but even if she was paying absolutely not um mary cat asked if anyone has reported her i don't know um i personally have not um but i don't know she has facebook groups uh she's got her website um she's got social media that's another interesting thing that i was going to get into uh here in a second um is some of the research uh that a couple folks have done on holly since the first two episodes came out um so let's get into that this is an interesting thought to me y'all and i would love to hear your opinion on it so holly has nine children um nine kids i believe most of them are adult age um, one of, uh, a friend of the podcast went and did some research on Holly's kids, um, and discovered that almost all of them are on social media. Seven of them that she could find are on social media. Here's the interesting thing. Holly follows every single one of their social media accounts. Some of the younger children it looks like she still has a relationship with, like they have pictures together. The older children doesn't look like that's the case at all. Um, and the older children don't follow Holly back on social media, which I think is very, very interesting. Uh, the friend of the podcast that discovered all this said, you know, when a celebrity is in a relationship and unfollows their partner, I mean, that's almost an immediate sign that that things are over, right? So the fact, the fact that some of Holly's kids don't follow her back on social media is maybe potentially they're not on the best of terms. And maybe they're not on the best of terms uh, because of the way that Holly advocates for punishment of children. So I'm assuming that her children went through a lot of these punishment techniques, like covering the mouth, like being whipped with a windshield wiper. Um, at any rate, the question um, that this friend of the podcast asked was, 
<laughs> should I reach out to Holly's kids uh, to see if they would maybe like to share their experience growing up in Holly's household with Holly as a mother on the podcast? I, I don't know if <clears throat> that would be considered an invasion of privacy. I don't think so because Holly puts herself out there on social media. She talks about the fact that she, you know, raised nine kids. Um, she is, for lack of a better term, a public figure. And so I don't think it would be an invasion of privacy to reach out to her kids and ask them, hey, would you mind just telling us a little bit about your experience growing up with Holly as a mom? But what do y'all think? Would reaching out to her adult children would that would that be crossing a line that's that's kind of what i'm wrestling with right now bryce reminded me that holly had no problem reaching out to a bunch of the cult survivors and asking them to appear on her documentary her alleged documentary um Lindsay shared how uh, when Holly spoke with some of these survivors that it actually re-traumatized them um, and that it was a horrible experience talking to her. Um, so with Holly being a public figure and also Holly have having zero issue reaching out to former members of the cults, um, I don't think it would be, you know, an invasion of privacy or crossing a line to, to reach out to her adult children. And just kind of seeing what they have to say. I mean, they might just tell me to F off, you know? And, and that would be totally fine. I wouldn't have an issue with it. Uh, but I, I would really be interested to see, was the relationship with Holly strained enough that they would be willing to talk about like, hey, this was not a fun environment to grow up in. I also noticed <clears throat> at least a couple of the kids um, are, it seems like very, uh, I, I guess the right word would be progressive. Like one of the profiles on social media, the, the it's, it's, I think the oldest child, um, who is now married with her own kids. She's doing yoga. She's wearing, you know, yoga pants, which I mean, <laughs> that would be, I mean, that would be an absolute sin in the shiny, happy people cult. And I think pretty much in, any version of fundamental Christianity, you can't wear yoga pants. That is extremely immodest, you know? So she's obviously not um, held on to the fundamental Christian teachings, this oldest child or who I think is the oldest child. Um, so maybe, uh, I mean, maybe she has separated herself enough from Holly and you know, her parenting style and her buy-in uh, with the shiny, happy people cult, maybe she would be willing to have a conversation about it. I don't know. I'm seeing the comments here. Deborah says, do it. Cat says, do it. Send them links to what I've recorded so far. Great observation. Sarah says, do it. Um, you know, so, so maybe, maybe we do just reach out um, and see what they have to say and obviously be very nice about it. I'm not trying to be, you know, aggressive or even sneaky about it. I don't want to be even sneaky about it. I want to be very forthright and direct and, you know, throw the offer on the table. Um, so yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's something that we'll do. Um, like I said, I, I don't really consider it an invasion of privacy just because they are all adults and Holly has had no problem reaching out to ex cult members. So I, I really don't, I don't see how it would be problematic uh, for me to reach out to these people that have public profiles on social media. So I'll keep you updated on that and, uh, and let you know what happens, uh, should be, should be very, very interesting. Uh, and if we can get one of them on, on an episode, I think that would be really, really, um, well, it would definitely be interesting to hear, you know, kind of what they have to say about their experience growing up with, with Holly as a mom. Um, Hey, by the way, y'all, thank you so much for all the comments, for all the likes, uh, for all the ideas, the questions, keep sending them through. Um, and I will, uh, I will address them as I am able. Once again, super chats are not required, but when you send a, a comment or a question with a super chat, it automatically starts the comment and, and I'll, uh, 
I'll absolutely pop it up here on the screen. Uh, okay, so that's the update for now on Holly. Next, I wanted to talk about the controversy with Matt Reif. Um, so if if you haven't heard yet, Matt is uh, being called out right now uh, for telling what some people consider an offensive joke. Now, I'm going to play the joke uh, here in a second, but I, I wanted to, before I did that, I just, I wanted to specify, I do not condone any form of abuse ever at all. It's not okay. That That is, I think that, that should be pretty universally agreed upon, right? Um, but what I will defend is anyone's right or ability or, or whatever to tell jokes about it. I joke about the trauma that I went through. Um, I think it's okay to joke about other people's trauma as long as it is a joke. I think that is the job of comedians to address hard topics in a comedic way uh, to make a point. So I just wanted to give that quick disclaimer. The joke in question, I'm going to set the context and, and then I'll play the clip. So the joke in question, the premise was that Matt and some of his friends walked into a restaurant and they saw a waitress with a black eye. I'm sure you already know where this is going. So that's the premise. This was Matt's opening joke where he's talking. He filmed the, the special in, uh, in Baltimore. Or was it D.C.? D.C. or Baltimore? No, he, he filmed the special in D.C. He was talking about how crazy Baltimore was. And so he was telling this story, you know, kind of to identify and, you know, connect with the audience at the beginning of, of his special. So let me go ahead and play this for y'all and just see what see what your immediate reaction is. So this is Matt Wright. was like, yeah, I feel bad for her, man. I feel like they should... You know, put her in the kitchen or something where nobody talking about the way she has to black see eye. her face you know and i was like yeah but i feel like if she could cook she wouldn't have that black eye so. and that is the joke right it is not condoning abuse it is making a joke some people said that the joke was hacky and they didn't think it was that funny that you know that that's personal opinion fine if if you don't think the joke is funny not an issue right it's the people saying that this joke is offensive that's where i get mm, a little perturbed let's say because it's a joke it is at a stand-up comedy show tough subjects are going to be joked about that's what a comedian does. They take difficult issues, controversial issues, and they make jokes about it. But the internet is absolutely blowing up about this. People saying that Matt Reif needs to be canceled, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and, and I just, I think that is so ridiculous for anyone to try to cancel a comedian over a joke. If it's something that they've done in their personal lives that is problematic, then let's let's call them out for it, for sure. I mean, and that's happened to a lot of people. That happened to Chris Alia, That happened to Louis C.K. That's happened to tons of comedians where they've done something in their personal life that was problematic, and they got called out for it. And there have been some people that have been canceled uh, for personal things that they have done in their life that were not okay. But to try to cancel someone over a joke is insane. To me, they tried to do it to, to Dave Chappelle. Uh, they've tried to do it to so many comedians. Um, but for this to be the one that you say Matt Reif shouldn't be able to tell jokes anymore. It's just ludicrous in, in my opinion. But like I said, the internet is blowing up. And so let's say <laughs> we're going to take a look at a couple of um, a couple of the people that have commented uh, on the whole Matt Rive situation. So, so this first guy, um, he had some some things to say about, you know, what he believes Matt Rife did wrong. So, this is the first guy that I wanted to address. Bro, you betrayed your audience immediately. 
So he is saying that because Matt Reif made a joke about abuse, um, that he betrayed his audience. Everyone knows that Matt Reif's audience is predominantly female. And so by Matt Reif making this joke about the waitress, he was betraying his audience. And he started out by saying, dude, bro, you betrayed your audience. Here's my thought on this, on, on, you know, this comment, um, Matt Reif's audience expects him to tell jokes. And what did he do? He told a joke. How is that a betrayal? He did exactly what people expect him to do. Tell jokes. If you don't like the joke, if you don't think the joke is funny, if the joke doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. But to try to take someone out over the joke is ridiculous. Um, I don't know. So that, that, that's the first guy. A betrayal? Dude, please, please. Uh, this next guy, <laughs> this one, this one is weird, y'all. Um, so this next guy um, is is basically mocking Matt's just kind of comedy set. So let's let's take a look at this one. Because so basically, because so when women are in marriages, <laughs> so <laughs> this guy has a Matt Rife doll that he is using to make fun of Matt Reif, which is, I think the first question we should ask is, why do you have a Matt Reif doll? That, that's creepy, dude. Like that's, that gives stalker vibes to me. To me, that gives very stalkerish vibes that you have a Matt Reif doll. Also very convenient that he made his point with a doll so that he can show a therapist where on the doll Matt Reif hurt him, but beyond that, whatever. Um, I just, you know, once again, if you don't like the joke, that's okay. If you don't think the joke is funny, that's okay. If you didn't think the entire special was funny, that's okay. But to try to cancel someone over a joke is ridiculous. It's a joke. That's kind of all I have to, to say about that. But people are going nuts over this i mean just absolutely losing their mind that matt is i mean matt is arguably i think probably at this point right now one of the most popular or well-known comedians in the world currently i mean he is on a sold out world tour he's got a movie coming out uh on december 1st i it's crazy like watching matt He's been doing this for 12 years, and he didn't really get popular until last year. I mean, this guy has been on his grind trying to attain this level of success. Um, a lot of people have said that I look like the Wish.com version of Matt Reif, which is kind of complimentary and a little bit insulting. I'll take it. You know, if, if you want to say that I look like the the discount bin version of Matt Rife, I like I said, I will take it. I appreciate what I think is a compliment. I mean, this guy, this guy is handsome. It is, it is very easy to see why women love Matt Rife. And his crowd work, that's one thing that I've never seen anyone disagree on. That Matt Rife's crowd work is probably the best you will ever see. He is so quick. He's got an answer for everything, very witty. His crowd work, I think, I think his crowd work is, like I said, the gold standard. Um, I don't think anyone questions that. A lot of people have said that they just didn't find this Netflix special that funny. These are people who were offended. These are people that just said, you know what? I watched it, didn't think it was that funny. And that is that that is their preference, their prerogative, their opinion. That and that is an okay opinion to have. Um I mean, the guy put out a special on YouTube seven months ago and turned around and, and did this Netflix special, which is, I, I mean, just bonkers to me. But at, at any rate, um, whatever. <laughs> I love this from Hippie Music Girl. Check out any comedian from the 70s and 80s. Geez, if you want to get offended, go watch. I mean, go watch Eddie Murphy. Go watch uh, Sam K. 
Kinnison. Go watch uh, Richard Pryor. I mean, those guys were offensive. <laughs> like, whoa. Um, the fact that people are getting offended over Matt Rife, I think it's just, I think it's just so soft to me. It's just very, very soft in my opinion. But again, that's just my opinion. Now, here's where people got even more upset. So all this controversy started happening with Matt Reif. Um, and he posted on his social media uh, this story. And if you can't see, if you can't, well, if you're watching this on full screen, you, you should be able to read it. Uh, but what it says here is, if you've ever been offended by a joke, again, this was on Matt Reif's social media story. If you've ever been offended by a joke I've told, here's a link to my official apology. When you click the link, this is where it directs. It's a link to a website for a helmet that you could purchase. I think that's hilarious. I, I really do think it's so, so, so funny. Um, but there were some people that also got offended at that to, to me i don't know like I, I guess yeah i could see where you, you know if if you are special needs or have a, a, a friend or family member that is is special needs yes i can get where that could hurt your feelings but once again it's comedy guys don't take it so hard um anyways um i thought that was kind of funny uh how he faked an apology <laughs> and then just <laughs> offended people even more um but that's the comedian in me thinking that it is funny and once again you know on on this channel you know we've um i i mean perfect example uh when we spoke with my friend taylor moon she detailed how she had been in a very abusive relationship and how difficult that was for her uh, to endure and then to leave the relationship and then for people to call her, you know, a liar um, to try to, you know, get her removed from social media just for trying to tell her story. So I, I do want to say I am very, very sensitive to the trauma that people have been through. Trust me. I've been through my own trauma. I've been through abuse. I get it. I really do that people are sensitive about this. Um, that it can it can be very triggering for people. But once again, they're jokes. They are not meant to be taken seriously. Um, comedy for me was a way to deal with my own trauma. It continues to be a way for me to deal with my own trauma. Um, so, you know, I would say if you are easily offended or if you have trauma that you think could be triggered by someone who does maybe edgier or darker stand-up comedy just don't watch that kind of stand-up comedy just don't do it but don't take away a person's right to express themselves in a comedic format just because you don't like the jokes don't do that it, I, I mean it is the same with my stand-up comedy a, a lot of people are going to have an issue with things that I have to say when I'm on stage and that's okay. Don't come to the shows. Don't watch my clips, you know? Um, but don't try to, don't try to get me taken off of social media just because you don't agree or you find it offensive or, or whatever, you know? Um, that's, that's my only point. Um, anyways, uh, here's <laughs> just for, just for funsies. Uh, here's a picture of me and Matt. Um, this, this picture was taken right after he filmed his last YouTube special, Matthew Stephen Reif, um, in Austin, Texas. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal show. Uh, he filmed, I want to say four different shows so that he could compile all of that into his hour long special on, on YouTube. It was really a tribute to his grandfather, uh, who passed away. You know, Matt has been through his own difficulties in life. Um, you know, so before you go and and start casting stones, you, you know, maybe think about what he has been through as well. I don't know. Uh, what was funniest to me about Matt's special and the response to the special is there were about 
maybe 10, 15, even 20 minutes. It was probably closer to like 10 or 15 minutes, though. Towards the end of his special, he spent a solid amount of time talking about how much he does not care about the online trollers, the people that are going to go comment on his stuff and tell him how much they don't like him or how offensive he is or whatever the case may be, basically trying to get him canceled, right? Um, he spent a lot of time talking about that. Um, and then for the internet to react the way that it did was just, I mean, it was so predictable. He predicted it in the special. <laughs> to me, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, you know, so whether, whether you agree, let, let me rephrase that. Whether you think his jokes or his specials, he has like three or four of them now, whether you think Matt's funny or not, that that's a personal preference thing. Keep in mind, he is a comedian. He's also only 28 years old, which is crazy. Makes me really sad because um, I'm 40 and have not attained anywhere near the success that Matt Rife has. Um, but anyways, uh, you, you know, he's he's still learning. I mean, I guarantee you his comedic style will change over the years. And, and in fact, he'll, he's going to mature. Um, I still don't have a problem with any of the jokes that, that he told in the special. I thought some of the jokes hit harder. I thought some of the jokes were less funny than others, but I thought overall the special was very, very good. Um, you know, so <laughs> thank you, Nuria. <laughs> The fact that I haven't achieved the levels of success that Matt has, Nuria says, you're busy with drugs. Now I'm catching up. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, anyways, it, you know, it's uh, it's just, it's a shame that people can't recognize comedy for what it is. It's not serious. It is comedy. People, you know, people aren't, you know, I don't think Matt was, trying to tell anyone if, 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 if a waitress has a black eye, put her back in the kitchen or she doesn't even belong in the kitchen because we already know she can't cook. I don't think Matt was being serious about that. It was clearly a joke, clearly, clearly, clearly a joke. Um, so just don't take it so hard, you know? Um, anyways, uh, I also think it's kind of interesting how, you know, some of the, the public response to Matt, you know, it kind of ties back to, uh, to what I've experienced with Holly. And, and that is, you know, people just not getting it. Holly just doesn't get it. She doesn't understand how damaging the cult was. Um, she doesn't understand that, that people really experience some, some very true and severe trauma. And so, you know, she's spewing her opinion about how much she disagrees uh, with the shiny, happy people cult documentary, which is absolutely her right to do. She is 100% allowed to say, I disagree with this documentary, even though she was never in the cult. I cannot stress that enough that Holly was never in the cult. So she has no experience with it, but she is absolutely allowed to say anytime she wants that she doesn't agree with the documentary. That is, that is totally, totally fine. Um, but then to get upset when people call you out for that, because that was the other thing that Matt mentioned in his Netflix special where people will troll his social media posts and then get all upset when he responds and roasts them back. They can't handle it. So they can be a keyboard warrior as long as no one responds to him, as long as they're just allowed to spew whatever they want out into the interwebs, right? That's, I think, kind of the same thing that Holly was expecting, where she just wanted to put her opinion out there and God forbid anyone disagree with her, then it's it's a problem because she is absolutely right. And she knows 100% what she's talking about because she is a certified parent educator and this is her area of expertise, whatever. Um, in reality, I think Holly just wants attention. I think she thrives on the attention and she loves 
that we did these two episodes, almost all about her because that is exactly what she wants. She wants people to pay attention to her no matter how ridiculous and absurd and barbaric she sounds. That is exactly what she wants. And, you know, was it a mistake maybe for us to even acknowledge her? You could say that, but I think it was important to address because there are more people like Holly out there. There are people like Holly out there defending a system of beliefs that has damaged countless numbers of people. And the shiny happy people cult is still alive and well in big Sandy, Texas, just a few hours from where I live in San Antonio, Texas. There are still people that are a part of this cult that still believe what the cult says that would still defend Bill Gothard. Holly is not the only one. So while I hate that we had to give her the attention that she wants, I think it's important to call out there are still people like this out there and they need to be held accountable. Holly and other people like her need to be held accountable. Uh, Melissa, thank you so much for the super chat though. She's allowed to express her opinions. Her discounting our pain and experiences is rude. Absolutely. Um, I 100% agree with you, Melissa, that victim blaming is gross to me. But the stuff that she's saying that people like Lindsay who were groomed and abused by Bill Gothard maybe just misinterpreted what he was saying and doing, that is disgusting to me. Um, but she's still, she still has a right to say it. She has a right to say those things, but she also has to be pr uh, prepared for the consequences. Um, like I said, a lot of the parenting advice that she gives on her website, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinion, it is outright abusive. Um, and so she's allowed to share her thoughts on appropriate disciplinary measures for children. But if, if someone reports her to the authorities, that's a consequence that she has to be prepared for. So yeah, sure. Say whatever you want. But there's people that are going to call you out. There's people that are going to hold you accountable. And I think that's that's really, you know, the important thing here to, to realize. You have the right to say whatever you want. I mean, that's that's one of our rights in America. You can say whatever you want. Just be prepared for the consequences. Because if I catch you slipping, best believe I'm going to come after you. And that's why we did those two episodes. That's why I'm doing this live stream right now uh, to hold people accountable that think they can just get away with saying whatever they want and, and, and won't have to deal with any consequences. No, you're going to have to deal with consequences. I've had to deal with consequences myself. I've said some wild stuff before on stage, on social media, right here on YouTube. I've said some wild stuff and I've had to answer for it. I mean, I, <laughs> I have, uh, I've made fun of a lot of politicians on social media and I got a, I mean, I was in the middle of a tour, a stand-up comedy tour and one of my social media accounts got removed and I had to cancel that tour, um, because I couldn't reach my audience anymore to let them know about upcoming shows. I literally had to cancel a tour in the middle of the tour because I got in trouble for making fun of politics and that platform removed my account. I can say whatever I want. Those were the consequences of saying whatever I wanted is, do I think it was right for them for this platform to do that? No. Um, but Ultimately, it's their platform. It's their decision. Now, I think, you know, you can start getting into some legal ramifications about that. Like, technically, should it be considered town square and anyone can say whatever they want in town square and you can't, you know, remove their right to speak in a town square? Yes, but, you know, whatever. I mean, people are people have been arguing about that for years and will continue to argue about it well into the future. And the bottom line is I don't really care about politics. I just 
like making fun of it, but whatever. Um, let's uh, let's get a couple more comments here. If y'all have any questions, any last minute questions or super chats that you'd like to share, please uh, please send those through. Uh, Hippie music girl, if the comedian said he would have done that to women uh, in the seventies, then yes, but not this. Keep his show. Yeah, like like I said, if if he was actually abusing someone then yes he has to he has to be held accountable for that for sure and a lot of comedians and other entertainers and celebrities and stars have been held accountable for that kind of behavior but that's not what was happening matt rife isn't out there abusing people he just made a joke about it and once again you're allowed to think the joke's not funny that that's your preference you're allowed to think the whole special's not funny but what I won't tolerate and what I won't be quiet about is we shouldn't be canceling comedians just because a joke hurt our feelings. That's that's all I'm saying. Um, here we go. Uh, Lauren Garcia said, she should have been thankful. You really could have ripped her a new one if you wanted to. Yes, I tried to keep it so, like pretty civil. The worst that I did was in a moment of extreme emotion where I was literally tearing up is I called her a bitch. I mean, of all the things I could have said, I mean, I do a lot of crowd work. I roast people for a living. I definitely could have gone in on her. I definitely could have said some really hurtful, mean, rude, derogatory things about you, Holly, but I didn't because that's not, to me, that takes away from the, the larger point that I'm trying to make here. Um, you know, so <laughs> Lauren just mentioned Sean Connery. Yes, you you are right about that. And yeah, that that was a problem. He also made that statement in in a very different time. Um, and that that brings up a whole other set of questions, right? You, you know, do we have to consider when a, a statement was made or an action was done, do we have to consider the time period that that, that happened? Um, and what was considered acceptable in that time period. Yeah, I, I think I think you have to give context uh, to everything. <laughs> Melissa said that Holly is dying to be roasted. I don't I don't know. Maybe she is. Um, maybe that's her thing. Maybe, you know, whipping her with a wiper blade while I'm roasting her verbally is what she's into. I don't know. Uh, could be. Sounds fun. I'd be into it or I mean, I, I don't think I would want to be with with a wiper, wiper blade. Maybe, maybe the hand, maybe the cover the mouth thing. I might be a little bit into that. I don't know. I've never tried it. Um, but yeah, I would, I don't think I'd be into the wiper blade thing, but if she's into it and she would like me to do that to her, Holly hit me up. Let me know. Um, we could, we could potentially arrange that if that's really what, what you want, you know, and actually, you know what? If you would be willing to make an appearance on the podcast and in return, I roast you and whip you with a wiper blade and potentially cover your mouth at the same time, I could do all three. So if that's if that's all you're looking for, I mean, by all means, just let me know and, and I'll do it. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, Hippie Music Girl said that she thought uh, I kept it very even uh, for the first and second episodes where we you know kind of discussed Holly's review and uh, her parenting techniques. So I, I appreciate that. Thank you, hippie music girl. Um, Mary Cat agrees that time period and and culture has to be considered um, when you're you know discussing something that someone has said or done in the past. You know, um, and, and I think that's important, y'all. I don't. You know, I know that there's this thing where. You know, we'll go digging through a celebrity social media all the way back into the 90s, the 1990s, and say, oh, my God, they said this thing, so now we got to get rid of them. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely ludicrous. I, I'm. There are some things that are just timelessly wrong and timelessly evil, but, I mean, if you said some sort of slur, let's say, 100 years ago, why in the world, understanding that that was a commonly used term a hundred years ago, why would we 
why would we hold someone accountable for that in 2023? That's it's just ludicrous. Um, <laughs> yes, I did go there, Melissa and Nuria. I, you know what? What I do in the privacy of my own home is uh, that's that's my that's my business. You know, um, yeah. This is a great this is a great observation, great example, Leanne. Uh, how Kevin Hart got slighted from an award show for something that he had said years before. Yes, exactly. That's a hundred percent what I'm talking about. Um, I don't really know the the time period. I don't really recall exactly what he said. I just remember that he was supposed to host a big award show, maybe the Oscars actually, and then was essentially uninvited um, because he had made some statement or I think maybe used a slur or something along those lines. But either way, yeah, he got um, he got taken out. So I. I don't know what the time period was, so I don't want to really comment and say whether he should or should not have been, you know, uninvited from the award show. I I just I don't know. Um, but at any rate, yeah, it's 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 a good example potentially. Um, anyways, y'all, um, I, I just we probably, you know, won't be talking about Holly a whole lot more unless one of her kids agrees to come on to the podcast in which case we will absolutely be talking about it more so we're going to reach out um and then i'll i'll just keep y'all updated probably uh, i'll probably do a, a post on my social media about it or something once i've actually reached out or maybe a community post potentially we'll see uh but i will keep y'all informed and just kind of let you know how that how that all unfolds we are still planning on doing an interview uh with josh harris He's got a really busy schedule, so we've had to reschedule that a couple times. I know a couple people asked about it. We've also got an interview planned with a therapist to talk about, you know, what cult trauma can do to a person, uh, which I am really excited about that because it's uh, it's actually a, a, a friend of mine, an internet friend of mine that is very, very popular uh, on social media. So I think y'all are really going to enjoy that one as well. Uh, please like, comment, subscribe, share this video with your friends. Um, follow us on social media. Uh, all the links are in the uh, in the video description. Check out our merch store, y'all. Uh, friendswithdavy.com. I've got podcast merch there. I've got stand-up comedy merch there that I sell at my shows. Uh, and Bryce, do you know, do Bryce a favor, y'all, and, and go buy one of his customer service survivors t-shirts. Uh, they are hilarious. Um, and I guarantee any it friends that you have will absolutely love it. Um, happy Thanksgiving y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you for all the kind words, the comments, the opinions, the feedback. Um, I appreciate all of it and I love you so much. I will see you next week. Have a good one. Y'all happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>